Praise the Lord. To God be the glory. I welcome you to this Monday morning, the beginning of another working week. And we want to thank the Almighty God who has always been there for you. And um, I want to thank God for yesterday. I believe you had a great time in God's presence. And I want to believe that this week will be far better than the previous weeks. I trust the Lord and I pray for you that this week will be far better than the past weeks in your life. By the grace of God, this week, the Lord will endow you with great grace, great strength, vitality, wisdom from heaven shall be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm trusting the Most High that during this week, by the grace of God, you will profit. The Lord will help you. You will not fail. You will not falter. If there are traps set for you this week, the God of heaven will consume them. Yes, there are plottings. The plottings, the secret agenda of the wicked against your life and my life this week shall fail in the mighty name of Jesus. It's my prayer that the God of heaven will fill your mouth with laughter, your lips with testimonies in the course of this week in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Get ready for a big visitation, a big harvest from God. I believe the favor of God will rest upon you for a good harvest in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Now, uh, yesterday, I felt the Spirit of God challenging my heart on the level of our obedience to Him. That God created time to speak to you over matters pertaining to your life, family, career, business, relationship, and so on and so forth, should be considered a great privilege and should be handled as such. God wants you to tremble at his word whenever he speaks to you. Let me repeat that again. When God speaks to you, he speaks as God, he speaks as your creator, he speaks as your father, he speaks as your all in all, the supreme and sovereign God. Now, he wants you to tremble at his word. For example, in Isaiah 66, verses 1 and 2, Isaiah 66, 1 and 2, he said, Don't say the Lord, the heaven is my throne. And the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things has my hand made. And all those things have been, said the Lord. But to this man will I look. Even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit. And trembles at my word. It's like you have done great things did so many wonderful things. You have built God a fantastic house, a cathedral, 
God said, those things are not really what I'm looking for. As important as they are, God said, there is a man I will respect, the man I will, I will consider, I will pay attention to, I will regard. He said, that man is the man that is poor and of a contrite spirit. That is, a man with a humble disposition that trembles at my word. Now, pay attention to that aspect. The man that have referential fear for God. God wants to be obeyed. There are Christians who are given to contesting God's instructions. They argue God's word, particularly when it does not agree with their personal thoughts or opinions or their intentions. They select which word of God they want to obey and when they will do it. This is one of the things that I believe God hates. In Jeremiah chapter 11, verses 7 and 8, he said, For I earnestly protested to your fathers in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt, even unto this day, rising early and protesting, saying, Obey my voice. Yet they obeyed not, nor inclined their ear, but walked everyone in the imagination of their evil heart. Therefore, I would bring upon them all the words of this covenant, which I commanded them to do, but they did them not. You can imagine, God said, I rise up early. I warn your forefathers that they should obey my voice. He said, yet they obey not. And you know one thing about God, he will not force himself nor his will on any mortal man. God was displeased with the generations of his people on this act of disobedience. In Jeremiah 17 verse 23, Jeremiah 17 23 said, But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff, that they might not hear, nor receive instructions. Can you imagine? Stiff-necked. They deliberately, you know what is called rebellion? Deliberate disobedience is what is called rebellion. When you choose to ignore God's counsel, God's warning, God's instruction, it becomes a rebellion. And if I was a rebellion, it's like the sin of witchcraft. Now, because they obeyed not the word of God, they inclined not their ear, but they made their neck stiff that they would not hear nor receive instruction, see the response of God, you know, to their to their disposition. Alright? In Agai chapter one, from verse twelve to thirteen, the Bible says, Then Zerubbabel the son of Shetiel, and Joshua the son of Joseph the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obey the voice of the Lord their God, and the words of Agai the prophet, as the Lord God has sent him, and the people did fear before the Lord. Then speak the, uh, the, 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 the prophet Agai, the Lord's messenger, 
in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, said the Lord. Now, to those who obeyed, we could see God's response. God said to his prophet, go and tell them, I am with you, said the Lord. I am with you, said the Lord. Therefore, those that chose to disobey, judgment came. Judgment. God visited with judgment. And you cannot, the Bible says, it's a fearful thing for a man to fall into the hand of an angry God. Very fearful. It is very, very important for anyone to rise up and to choose to obey God. It pays you. Now, what we are dealing with is not even just about worshipping God, maybe going to his house, praying, studying God's word, or paying tithes and all of that. It's beyond that. Take, for example, it is possible uh, God has been speaking to you about maybe your relationship with someone. Maybe somebody offended you. You were hurt and you have been bitter in your spirit. And God is saying, forgive. Let go. Forgive. But you have insisted you will not. Because you were badly wounded by the other fellow. For example, I give you one instruction, you know, uh, example from the book of Philemon, chapter one, from verse eight. That was Paul's message to Philemon. In the book of Philemon, chapter one, in verse eight, he said, "Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ." To enjoy thee, that which is convenient. Yet, for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the aged, and now as a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again, thou therefore receive him, that is, my own bowels. For perhaps, in verse 15, he therefore departed for the season, that you should receive him forever. Now, not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, Especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he has wronged thee or owed thee aught, put that on my account. And in verse 21, having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou would also do more than I say. Can you imagine that? 
Onesimus was a servant of Philemon. I wouldn't know the details of what he did, but he hurt his master. He must have wounded him. He did something awful, and then he ran away. And in the course of his journey, all right, as an offender, running here and there, he found himself in prison, met with Paul. Paul ministered to him. He became born again. He got committed, discipled by Paul. By the time he was going to, I mean, having been discipled by Paul, Paul decided to send him back to his former master, Philemon. And he asked Philemon, he now gave him a note, go and give him. He's a Christian brother. Oh, he's a fellow brother in the faith. Go and give him this letter. And he told Philemon, now I'm sending Onesimus back to you. Before now, he was not profitable to you. In fact, he was an offender. Now I'm sending him back. A useful fellow. Not just useful. He's now your brother. I'm sending him back not just as your servant. I want to receive him as you would have received me. And I want you to accept him as a Christian brother. If he has any account of the evil he has done, anything he owed you, Write it on my account. And he said, I'm confident of this one thing. You will do even much more than I have said. That was Christianity in his perfect state. No matter what that brother had done, allow him free, forgive him. That was the call. Now, it's possible there is someone that God wants you to forgive. But you have objected that counsel, insisting that you will not shift ground. You claim you have forgiven, but relating or communicating with that person, no. When you remember the incident that happened between the two of you, something wells up inside of you. Even when the offender is not inside. There is this anger. There is this resentment. Alright. It happens. In Mark chapter 11, 26 to 20, 25 to 26, it says, And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. The Bible says in Job 42 verse 10, that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Beloved, forgiveness will release you from self-imprisonment. Forgiveness will give you the liberty you need in your spirit. 
forgiveness positions you for divine help and mercy. Beloved, if someone has hurt you and God has spoken to you before now, I'm praying that the grace to act promptly on this call this Monday morning, receive that grace to deliver you from the bitterness in your spirit, from the hatred in your heart, from the resentment in your heart. I pray that the grace of God will set you free. The grace to forgive, to, to, to wash away the record, the memory of the bitter encounter you had with that man, that woman. May the Lord grant unto you. I pray this week you will experience this liberty and the blessings of God will follow. In the name of Jesus, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. I encourage you, please act on this. Forgive and allow God to reward you. The Lord bless you. December 2 to 4, I'm expecting you big time in Ibadan at Christ Proclaimer's Global Mission. By the grace of God, December 2 to 4, 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. daily, we are congregating ministers, Christian workers, God lovers, Congress. It's going to be a time of serious encounter with God as God's servants will be ministering to us on the theme, Thus said the Lord. There is a word for you in this Congress that will set you on your feet and put you in your high place in life. The Lord will do it for us. The Lord bless you. Good morning. I'm your brother and friend, Sunday Away.